right, guys, we're going to, uh, Mom, go ahead and, and, and press us to go live here and, and start the recording, and we'll, we'll rock this out. I know we all got to get, uh, get going here, so we'll try to make this one uh, quick and easy. Welcome, everybody, to the Mid-Level Show. This is the show where we get the providers of performance medicine all together every single Tuesday, and we review this past week's doctor's note, this past week's dictations episode, and we do a deep dive on the topic of the week. And, uh, and this week's topic is a, is a, is a really cool one. Uh, but before we get into that, I'm going to introduce our cast. And our cast is Amber Butler from the Kingsport office. We've got Kara Cairns from the Knoxville office, and we've got Andy Rogers from the Johnson City and Kingsport office. Uh, and, and today we're talking about chelation and EDTA. And uh, this was a this was a fun note, and I'm just going to start with you, Amber. Uh, what was your what was your initial thoughts on on talking about chelation and specifically the two different uses? I know that you know we we think a lot about uh, chelation with heavy metals. What's your thoughts on it from some of the perspectives that Dr. Rogers uh, mentioned this week? Believe it or not, my one and only exposure to chelation treatment was the very beginning when I started working at Performance Medicine five years ago, and there was a patient's husband who had, uh, we got into talking about alternative treatments, and he had been basically, um, I don't want to say condemned to bypass surgery, but he had coronary artery disease, he was scheduled for quadruple bypass, and went out of state for IV chelation treatments, and it completely reversed his heart disease. So it was a very interesting conversation, and uh, we went into the controversial aspects of it, you know, amidst big pharma and, you know, surgeries and things like that. Um, but I had not even really, it's not something I discuss on a regular basis. So I learned so much, and especially from a, a vitamin supplement, a pill form, and how that can help scrub away and clean your arteries. I mean, I, I'm highly recommending it in my own family for people who I know would would very much benefit. Kara, Kara, what's some of your thoughts? Did you, uh, anything kind of, you know, strike you just initially from reading this note? Well, I thought it was very informative and also that um, it's available in IV as well as oral form, even though we, uh, it's not in Tennessee, but it is in states close to us, um, but also that we can have some benefit by taking it orally also. Yeah, one one thing I took I took from it was the was the connection uh, with you know protecting your protecting yourself from heart disease. Andy, you want to jump in there and and uh, give your two cents? Yeah. So I I didn't know much about this before reading this note. I don't know if y'all felt the same way, but I was like, usually I'm like, okay, yeah, hormones, yeah, diabetes, but chelation therapy. What the? I was like, I I I I thought about. I immediately thought you've been exposed to heavy metals. So you work at K25, Y12, X10, Eastman. And so you get these chelation therapies because nothing else has really ever worked and um, gets rid of those metals. I never thought about it as protective, protective against heart disease. I work in a lab. And so I know EDTA from EDDA tubes. Um, which helps bind all the calcium and minerals out of the blood and prevents clotting. So that's what I thought about first. I didn't think about it as this preventative measure for, especially for heart disease. That seems like a no brainer to me. And I talked to dad last night and I was like, when should we really start it? 
I mean, it's like, you know, you know, being in your 30s, you probably don't really benefit that much from it. You could when it hurts, but he says around 40s. When you start really building atherosclerotic disease, or if you have big risk factors, why not scrub the inside of your arteries with something that that's safe? I say that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure for sure. So if EPCA is not going to hurt, why not do it? Yeah, I, I think um, that's interesting what you said, Andy, in terms of, you know, it's a no-brainer. Uh, in terms of heart disease, what what, what I didn't realize, uh, being the ignorant one of the the group, was that c- calcium wasn't a heavy metal. <laughs> so, I I was actually having the conversation with Dr. Rogers for this dictations episode, and uh, and I was thinking, okay, well this makes sense, you know, calcium, you know, I hear about you know chelation with heavy metals, and and he was very quick to say, no, 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 that's uh, calcium's a mineral, and uh, lead would be a heavy metal. And, and that, I found that super fascinating. And, and, you know, one of the reasons that, that he's uh, taking it himself is because uh, you guys probably caught this was because of his CT calcium, not, not a CT calcium score, his carotid IMT um, levels uh, had jumped up where they were previously, um, you know, really good, you know, for a, you know, 55 to 60 year old man. And, uh, and now he's using this to, to, I, I guess, get the calcium deposits out. Amber, am I, Am I, uh, speak some knowledge into me. Is it? You're good. Yeah, you're fabulous. But oh, I did want to put a plug in because we are doing that testing in our Kingsport office this Friday. I believe I'm saying that correctly. If you all aren't familiar with the carotid um, testing, it, it's what been with the planning and probably Andy or Kira may even be able to do a, a better job. Um, it, uh, is it, it's ultrasound guided of your carotid um, arteries to check for, for plaque and uh, calcium deposits, as Ben was explaining. And it gives you a comparison point of what your arteries look like versus those of around your age. Or, you know, being you have, you know, your arteries are going you know, to line up 56% or, or it'll give you an age of about how. So it gives you a kind of a, a way to kind of see where your arteries are at from a uh, calcium deposit standpoint, and that would be a great place to, to start, especially if you're asymptomatic, but you maybe have family history. Um, the calcium score that the other, the CT calcium score that he mentioned was another very good test for an asymptomatic. That means you're not exhibiting symptoms, um, but you have maybe a family history of coronary artery disease, or you um, had um, uh have high blood pressure, but it's but you don't want to have any chest pain or any cardiac symptoms, and then you can kind of get a look at your uh, calcium score uh, in your coronary arteries as well. And you only need that about every ten years. Um, Kara, do you know more about the carotid testing as far as how often a person should get it? No, I don't. I don't know. That's something that you all offer there. We do a lot of CT calcium scores. Um, in the Knoxville office, just right down the street at Fort Sanders West, we fax an order over and then they call the patient because there are some um, contraindications like caffeine on the morning your test and things like that. Um, but they like to schedule an appointment. You're in and out in just a few minutes. And um, then usually we have the results back within the day. And um, it's a it's a very good test. And also as our, a lot of our patients are prevention, you know, staying healthy, learning about things prior to them happening rather than waiting for something to happen and, and then trying to do something about it. So, um, and um, it's affordable, it's a cash pay. Um, I'm sure it varies um, from here to Johnson City and Kingsport. 
anyway, it's a very easy, affordable test and very helpful. Uh, Kara, what age range are you guys uh, sending people out for the CT calcium scores? Is there a, is it coming from the Cleveland Heart? 50. 50. Yeah, 50 and over. Or um, as Amber and Andy said, you know, with risk factors, you know, that's, yeah, sometimes the patients, you know, you, yeah, if they'll do the Cleveland heart and maybe they have a little bit elevated CRP, a family history, and they're in their forties, you know, we'll go ahead and recommend they have that done. And we get a free picture of your lungs, which I love. We picked up some incidental findings from the lungs with the CT calcium, which is pretty cool. Andy, have you, have you been recommending the carotid IMT much at all up in, up in Johnson city? Yeah, yeah, it's always nice. I, I, I recommend it for anybody, kind of like with the CT calcium, you can do it as a baseline to see what your, just how, it's basically seeing what your flow is like to your brain. So I feel like it's important to see. You can get it at a baseline of 40 or 50, or if you have some weird, weird symptoms that you can't explain. I mean, uh, there's one particular patient who's having some vestibular issues with um, vertigo nothing has shown up on MRI. I mean, some, some stuff that he's having symptoms for, so you might as well see what kind of that turbulent, or hopefully it's good blood flow looks like with the, uh, with the carotid. Uh, it's carotid IMT, right? It is. It is. And, and I, I almost said MIT. I was like, that doesn't sound right. It, it is. A, it's a carotid IMT ultrasound. And, and what uh, Amber and Andy are, are mentioning when in regards to the Kingsport office is, I think it's once a month. Once a month, we have a, a company come into the Kingsport office and sometimes the Johnson City office. They'll come in and they'll run, you know, we'll, we'll try to, you know, fill up, you know, eight to 10 spots where people can get this done. And uh, so we outsource it, but it's super, it's super informative. I know Dr. Rogers likes seeing it. And uh, so he's recommended a lot. And obviously uh, you guys have as well. And, and uh, Kara with the, the CT calcium score. Um, I, what's your thoughts guys on how this ties in with the Cleveland heart panel? Because, you know, this is one of our biggest tests that we run, uh, in the office. And does this change the way you guys approach the Cleveland heart visit out of curiosity? Amber, I'll, I'll start with you when you're seeing a Cleveland heart panel, you know, does the option of EDTA change things for you? It does now. Absolutely. I will be, I will be very much noticing uh, those, a history of risk factors and also looking at their heart panel and their CRP levels and any inflammatory markers. Um, and you made a good point that I should have said about the IMT, the ultrasound carotid testing. Make sure you actually schedule an appointment for that. I said it was going to be there this Friday, so I don't want to have a line of people because you do need to have an appointment. But call and we'll get you on the on the schedule. But yes, um, the Cleveland Heart is a great panel. Um, and now, especially going forward, when I go over it and I'm talking about risk factors and I'm looking at their um, their cardiac panel, I'm going to have this on the forefront of my mind. Kara, what, what about you? Does that, you know, in terms of a before and after of how you look at a Cleveland heart patient, uh, well, a Cleveland heart patient, a patient coming in with a Cleveland heart panel, uh, I've never thought of EDTA as something that, that you might take away from that visit. Is that kind of, are you similar to Amber there? I, I agree with that. Um, not only the Cleveland heart, but also I like about the carotid and the CT calcium score. So, and this is why we do these tests. We try to uh, not only with a history from the patient and um, their other risk factors, comorbidities and lab results, we kind of put it all together in kind of a puzzle 
and um, come up with a plan with some short and long-term goals. And so that's, that's certainly something we can factor in. I find it super interesting. And, and Andy, are you, what's your, what's been your experience with Cleveland Hearts? I know you've been seeing quite a few lately. Um, what have you been recommending before um, this, you know, this new note with EDTA came out? What about, what was I recommending before? Yeah. So what, what generally comes out of a Cleveland Heart visit oh, yeah. for you oh, like, from a supplement standpoint? Yes, yes. I always, uh, looking at the risk factors with inflammation and injury to the artery. If you think about Cleveland heart, thinking about your heart, the most important thing is blood flow in, blood flow out. So you want those vessels to be patent and healthy. And what makes them not patent and not healthy is injury to the vessel, which causes inflammation. So you look at things that can be out of the vessel. Glucose is a big one. So a lot of uh, diabetes risk factors, if there's increased insulin or increased glucose, that can nick cut the artery then you look at the inflammatory markers to see what's causing all you don't you don't want an occlusion that's a heart attack so that's what you're really looking for high inflammation high uh high opportunity for injury like glucose how can we decrease this risk factors now and you also look a little bit more um a little bit more in detail with the lipid panel it's not a standard lipid panel it has um other risk factors the size of the ldl particle um, myeloperoxidase, lipoprotein A, apolot- uh, lipoprotein B. So stuff that's uh, a little bit more uh, genetic risk factors to kind of help decrease it. Now I know that ETA is a great way to kind of clean out the vessels too. I feel like it might be a no-brainer to add that that on. I will say, what stuck out to me about this note, it reminded me that we live in a toxic world. I do not want to be, that sounds really like, kind of like pessimistic, but we really do. We've been living on this planet for a long time. We've created a lot of trash, a lot of plastics. We live, I think, even to the ground that we are growing food on, it's changed from 50 years ago to 100 years ago. So I feel like like chemotherapy therapy is going to have a lot more benefit in the future too. It's going to be used more frequently, I think. And start early. Why not? Start early. Well, and and that's one thing he said was, you know, there's really – it's. EDTA is one of those why not sort of things. Um, he, it's, he's, he's mentioning that it's safer than an aspirin. Uh, I think he said, you know, you know it de- depends, like you guys said, on risk factors and stuff like that, but, you know, between 50 and 60 normally. And, uh, and you know, one of the last things he said, and you guys can kind of bounce off me here, is, is, you know, what we're trying to do is prevent an event from happening 10 years from now. So, you know, I think, I really think that's what the Cleveland Heart Panel is all about. It's about looking 10 years down the road, you know, where you're going to be and kind of preventing what could happen then. Do you guys have any thoughts on that philosophy in terms of, you know, just kind of what we're up to at Performance Medicine versus a a typical uh, reactionary type situation when you're, when you're visiting a provider? You guys just jump in there. Yeah, I agree with exactly what you said. It's kind of instead of being, uh, how can we fix what's already happened? It's how can we prevent what's going to happen? And think about the more common things that are going to happen. You want to keep the vessels nice and clean. It's like pipes. It's like pipes in your house or your vessels. You want, you're not going to let just you're not going to let it clog up. It's going to bone back up. There's nothing going to be running through. I, I feel like the vessels are like your pipes. You want to scrub clean and you want to do it more routinely. If you wait till the end, you're going to have more problems. You're going to have to get a plumber to come in and fix it. Instead of having a plumber come in and fix it, a cardiologist, 
fixing do maintenance work. I think that's super important and kind of hard to grasp. I also think the same thing about Botox. This is a side note. This is a side note. But people try to fix it too late, and if you start early and preventing those wrinkles, they're not going to be there. That's that to me is the ounce of prevention versus pound of cure. And I think I think that's performance medicine in its heart is a lot of it is prevention, even hormones. I mean, you think about when hormones deteriorate and you see a spike in heart disease and prostate cancer and bone osteoporosis. And so keeping your hormones at a at a good level are going to help prevent some of those um, diseases that come on down the pike when when everything starts bottoming out. A lot of what we do, I think, involves prevention. And all these supplements, you know, the supplement by age at 20 and 30 and 40 and the things you add on when are all about preventing those potentially um, bad events. So I think and, constantly, and constantly events, too. People kind of balk at the, uh, the cost of vitamins that they're really doing stuff. You always think, well, maybe I'm doing preventative on the one hand, and but I'm going to pay for it in the end. That sounds very pessimistic. I feel like I'm being pessimistic today. You're going to be fine. But this is another great thing to add on. I, I don't think you're being pessimistic at all. And, and for, for those listening, we do have Botox going on this week uh, for those wanting to prevent some of those wrinkles. Uh, I think it's 1025 in all the offices per unit uh, starting tomorrow, uh, celebrating Halloween in a very uh, beautiful way. Uh, I, I want to end with, because uh, I want to ask Karen Amber this, because I know they have experience um, in, in sectors of medicine outside of integrative medicine. And, you know, one thing that, that Dr. Rogers mentioned is that he used to think that things like chelation were quackery. And he got that kind of, that kind of idea from the sense that, you know, his, his dad was a, you know, had a surgeon dad came from a very traditional medical background. Uh, I'll start with you, Kara. Like before your experience here, or even, you know, say five years ago, 10 years ago, would you have thought that something like chelation would have been a little quackery in terms of um, helping prevent things or, or whatever? Well, I'm with Andy on that because I wasn't very familiar with um, chelation as, as far as heart disease. So, um, and didn't really know a lot about the heavy metals. So I didn't really know about it. I think it's uh, a difference in training and beliefs and also, um, as Amber had mentioned, prevention, and Andy said maintenance. So um, the patients that seek out integrative medicine have a totally different perception um, of their health, and they want to be proactive. And um, when we can learn things early, then we can have a plan, we can be prepared. That's really interesting coming from the per patient's perspective there. There's a difference in mindsets. Uh, Amber, you want to follow up with that just based on, you know, some of your experience previous to performance medicine and how you looked at something like chelation or even IV therapy in general? Oh, I was traditionally trained. So, and even talking with this patient, this was probably five years ago. Um, you know, it was very controversial. And I'll, I'll be honest, even when Dr. Rogers said in his note, a high-risk patient like someone who is has been told they need bypass surgery. I'm thinking, okay, I have blockages, and instead of having the surgery, I'm going to go have 
an IV chelation treatment? Are you kidding me? But it's like, that's the traditional mindset. It's like, oh, I've got to have the surgery because that will fix me as opposed to doing an alternative therapy. Um, so, so yes, it, it's, it's definitely, I, I love um, how we do medicine. I love the alternative nature. Um, but, but I can still see even listening to his podcast, that little, that traditional training can often be like, really? But uh, it works. And, you know, so if you can find these less invasive treatments, but that's another reason why it's so controversial as I talked to the patient about so long ago um, and why it's more, I guess, difficult to get done. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the most interesting parts of the performance medicine story is the, is the transition from, you know, traditional family practice doctor to, you know, integrative and blending the two. And, and I think that's really what we're after. And that's what you guys are, are talking about today is, is blending, you know, traditional treatments with a, with a, you know, very modern mindset, uh, with other alternatives, uh, that could be very helpful and taking it on a patient by patient basis. Um, but guys, we're, we're running out of time here and I know we got to roll, but I, I really appreciate you guys jumping on here, uh, this Tuesday, uh, for the listeners out there. Thank you for watching. Uh, this will be available. If you didn't catch it live, it'll be available on our podcast, performance medicine audio. You can also find us on YouTube. And as everyone mentioned here today, we do have the carotid IMT ultrasounds going on in the Kingsport office. Uh, what date was that? Amber, is that, uh, the Friday? 20th? Friday. I think it's Friday the 29th. Uh, if, if we're wrong, then you can blame Amber. If there's a lot of, a long line, you can get in. Uh, and we've got Botox going on the rest of the week. And, and all the beautiful faces will be injecting your face uh, if you come into performance medicine. So uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for, for joining me today. And we'll see you all next week, okay? Bye. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.